Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I save Christmas with Miley Cyrus, ruin movies with Jessica Alba, and get born again with Beyonce. Can you handle it? I don't think you can handle it. I had coffee once. Here it is. I have coffee too. This is a good thing. Mm-hmm. How are my How are my vocals? How are my levels? <laughs> yeah, let me see. Let me check. Give me a test one two. Hello, one two. It's oh, that's hot. And, wonderful. Ooh, it's hot in the studio. Rich. Brassy. <laughs> Brassy. Yes. I almost didn't make it today. Oh, how come? What's going on? No, that, I, I I'm I'm fully recovered now, but. Woo! I had touch and go for a minute. It was touch and go for was a minute. It, because was it bubble guts? It bubble is not even the word. It <laughs> was uh, a, a a terrorist attack on my gastrointestinal system. Oh wow! Okay. I mean, an ISIL bug. Like it was ridiculous. I ate something. I mean, I don't know. I think it was on Tuesday night. I had. I think it stems from a bad cup of noodles. Bad ramen situation. Anyway, I had this was ramen. Was it Cup of Noodles branded? It was not Cup of Noodles branded, so they can no. still be a sponsor, luckily. Yeah, thank goodness. I had a cup of these like Korean noodles that I like. You know those Korean noodles? The Shin Rock? Yeah. Those are really good. The spicy ones? <laughs> See, this is a recipe for a disaster. You had some off-brand spicy noodles. You know what they say, eat diarrhea, get diarrhea. Right. So I had that. And, you know, I feel fine, but then, like, one thirty in the morning, I woke up with the spawn of Satan rumbling around in my stomach. And I honestly thought for a minute, I thought, you know, okay, I can ride this out. But three hours later, wow. not being able to sleep and having increasing pain, pangs in my stomach, wow. I thought I had, like, an appendicitis. Wow. So at that point, I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. It might be curtains. I went to the emergency room. Oh, really? Wow. I went to the emergency room because I, I just didn't know. I, I was really I was really kind of panicked about it. Um, this was this weekend? This was this week. Yeah. Holy this smokes. Week. Yeah. Um, so I went to the emergency room. Luckily, I got there. They looked at me and you know gave me an IV drip of some sort of medications and, you know, they put me on antibiotics since, and I've, I've since recovered. But after that, I mean, it was, you know, rice and toast and like yeah. a little bit of chicken broth for like most of the week. I mean, my stomach was like on a Trump campaign, <laughs> keeping out anything with any sort of flavor out of my stomach and, and gastrointestinal system. Sure. It was like, no way. We need to change our foreign policy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the Here real rumble in the Bronx moment down there. Oh my goodness, it was. Jackie Chan was basically Jackie Chan was karate kicking me in the stomach yeah. over and over again. It's like yoga fire. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it. That's intense. Uh, yeah, good to be here. Good to be here. How's your week been? How's your weekend been? What have you been up to? My weekend was good. Um Last night, I actually went to a holiday party. We are in the thick of fat season. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, 
after this bug, I'm like, I'm re- I that those Snatched. Thanksgiving towns are gone. gone. I'm <laughs> and like, ready for a part two for Christmas eating, but well, just don't put any ramen noodles on that on the menu <laughs> for now. Like save it till 2016, right? Like for like New Year's Day, yeah, immediately. So you were saying you went to a party? Yeah, I went to, and I probably shouldn't talk too much about it because I don't want to be gauche. <laughs> I would hate for it to uh, come back in my face in a bad way. But I was at a really fancy pants oh. movie star. Holiday ah. party last okay. night, and I didn't think I was going to be able to make it today. Um, and I, I will only say that I had a lovely time. I was invited by a mutual friend of ours, uh, and so I will not ruffle anybody's feathers by saying too much Ooh. about it. But I was okay. a very fancy pants Hollywood person yesterday. Okay, I'm not going to ask you specifically what celebrities were there. Mm-hmm. However, there were a lot of them. There were a handful of them. It was at um, it was at this actor's house, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like a famous big time comedy actor. Um, okay, and he, there were some of his comedy actor friends there from film and television. Jalil White, <laughs> Darius McCrary, uh, Urkel from Family Matters, Stefan Arkell was there. Um, yes. No, but it was it was good. It was a lot of faces I think everybody would recognize. Okay. Well, more important than the celebrities there, what was the food situation? The food situation was great. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, catered. There were little people walking around with the plates and the trays as they do, and I was trying to show restraint um, because you always hate to be the one to clear every plate that comes comes your way, and then nobody right. else gets anything. So I was I was trying to be on like an every third plate rotation. Um, like a no no yes plan Mm -hmm. and i I did pretty well but there were some really good snacks they had these little mini um like pies like chocolate mousse pies Ooh, shut your mouth i had one of them i popped it in my they were so tiny that you could pop them so i wasn't being greedy but i popped it in my mouth and it like melted it disintegrated upon touch yeah. and I turned around to grab some more and the lady was gone and I never saw her again, which is probably fine. Cause I would have cleared her plate for sure. Right. Um, you would have opened up like your, your, like your little satchel and just dumped them in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Filled up my purse, filled up Tupperware. Right. And wow. Well, that's nice. Yeah, um, nice. yeah. Nice way to ring in the holiday season is with a nice grand spread and party, you know, um, we, uh, decorated our Christmas tree this, this weekend. Okay. Did you go so we had full Christ- scale spruce? What'd you get? Cause you love a Christmas tree. Check it, check it, check it. It's there nice. it is. And all its glory. It's got a star. It's got some lights. It's got an international array of ornaments on it. I see three uh, ornaments. There are. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the rest oh. of it? There's smaller, more delicate ornaments that are surrounding the three, but there is this really huge Santa Claus. You see him? That's what I see. Yeah, that was that was me on Tuesday night after I <laughs> eat those. <meals. laughs> Swollen and distended. Swollen and distended. I thought, oh man. So yeah, we uh, trimmed the tree this this Friday night, which was a lot of fun, and we put on all the tunes. We put on the best Christmas tunes. Thank you for your holiday mix. Yeah, you got it. Um, you know what's crazy? Mariah Carey, like, why even bother releasing another album? Because she doesn't every have to do anything. holiday season, All I Want for Christmas is You 
I mean, that could that probably could like pay her mortgage, send her kids to school. I mean, she has to have made a hundred gazillion dollars off of this track, yeah, right? Easily. Um, and it, she's it's unparalleled. There are no other like contemporary holiday Christmas songs that compete. That's like a modern standard. It's been around, yeah, now for like 20, 25 years. 21 years. Yeah. It came out in 1904. Um, and it's still at the top of the holiday charts every single year. And every, like, you're, you're right. Every single pop artist of, of, of recent is always trying to cut a Christmas ditty and trying to get that Mariah Carey paper. No one has been successful in doing yeah, that. And I don't, no one can come close because you're right. Everyone else sort of puts out that ho- standard holiday album filled with holiday standards. Mm-hmm. And they lavish their style on it, which I think is the thing you can do with when you take an old standard thing is to do is to like put your spin on it and do like a Jamaican Christmas album. And then they usually have that like right. one or two original Christmas songs and they never take off. I actually heard one from Patti LaBelle yeah. the other day. I didn't realize she put out a, another Christmas CD a couple years ago and she has a song called Christmas Jam. Christmas Jam? Christmas Jam. It's uh Is it like It's a little groove. It's a little two-step groovy. It popped up on my Sirius uh radio like holiday channel. Okay. Listen, I gotta listen to it right now. Okay, yeah, go check it out. Going into my rotation, but still, yet and still, no one can really hold a candle to that. All I want for Christmas is you. I'm telling everyone's you, everyone's trying. If it weren't a Christmas song, it would be the number one played song in my iTunes by a country mile. <laughs> if I if I didn't limit myself to listening to it from the day after Thanksgiving until Christmas Day, it would be like five stars on your iTunes mm-hmm. and five million plays. Well, you know, she has come out with a few uh, kind of remixes and um, reiterations of it over the years. Now, are you a fan of of, of those as well, or I you just love every classic? version of it? I love the original. I love extra festive uh, on mm-hmm. the uh, Merry Christmas to you reintroduction where the trick and that one, and I'm not sure why she did. I feel like it may have been like to get more money into her pocket because the difference between the first one and the second one, besides the vocals of 1990, whatever Mariah and 2000, whatever Mariah is mm-hmm. that, like, she can't really hit those notes in the same way, but it's fine. It's still serviceable, but she does all of her own backing vocals on the second one. Oh, okay. And it's like, huh? Why'd you cut out? Why'd you cut out Martha Wash? Right. Why'd you cut out those? Bi- because there's a, a bigness and a richness and like a gospel yeah. inflection to those other. Where the Ronettes at? Yeah, she got. Rid- but I don't. I don't love the Justin Bieber version. But I know she's like licensed it off to everybody, and so like CeeLo Green has a version. Michael Bublé has a version that I really love. Um, uh-huh. I think the one I put on your holiday mix is like some country version. Hmm. 
Yeah. Let's hear that zero version. I don't need to hang my stocking there under the fireplace. Santa Claus will make me happy with a toy on Christmas Day. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. That's all I want for Christmas. I really liked his Christmas album. Was it a good one? Did it just recently come out? His, it his came Christmas out album? when he was on The Voice. So it came oh, out okay. like two or three years ago. And they do a really, he and Christina Aguilera do a really swanky, jazzy version of It's Cold Outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. And it's really good. It's like, it's based off the James Brown version. So it's got big horns in it and like jazzy Liza Minnelli hands. Mm, okay. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I just listened to uh, an Ariana Grande Christmas track that was pretty good. Yeah, she did the last Christmas version. Yeah, she did a yeah she did a really good job with that. And then there was like a Leona Lewis song that she did from last year. I can't really remember the name of it right now. Hmm. But every time I see old Leona, I just say, "What happened to you? What happened to her?" My hopes for old Leona, and it just didn't come together. I mean, she was supposed to be the second coming of Mariah and it just never really, it well at least it, it never really materialized to her stateside because she is British. She is British. I mean, but look at Adele right now. To me, Leona Lewis was always kind of like Mariah with a, a sinus infection. Her, her mm-hmm. vocals always sound a little bit congested. And then she took yeah. all that time off to get a nose job and kind of lost her momentum. But she looks good. She looks good. No one's buying her albums because she had a couple good little singles there. True. And she also came in at a time. I think that she came in pre Amy Winehouse. She was like a, a British import that happened before Amy Winehouse. Right. And then when Amy Winehouse came onto the scene, I mean, no one was checking for anybody else other than Amy. And then maybe like Adele was sort of like sort of small potatoes at that time, you know? Yeah. And I think at that time, like Leona just kind of got pushed to the wayside and no one was really all that interested in her. And also her style of, you know, her style of pop was a, a lot different. Yeah, than, she came out, she um, was super pop. I mean, Amy was, was like the, that soulful right. Brit thing and Joss Stone was yeah. soulful Brit thing. And exactly. Even now Adele she, now she, is like soulful pop. Leona was always right. pop pop. Like that first song of hers, Bleeding Love, that came out really is just um, like a slowed down, I want to dance with somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I wonder why, like, you think that they, they would have gone back to the drawing board as soon as that sort of like retro sort of soul pop came out with Amy Winehouse and just sort of repackaged her, but they never. Yeah, that would have been smart but to give it her that way. Simon Cowell. Yeah, that's the other thing I, think I was going to say. Go, but. Yeah. That's yeah, Simon Cowell's success story, the success track is never. It never quite takes off. Oh, but listen, he's he is the mastermind behind One Direction. That's right. And That's Fifth that. Harmony right now. Fifth Harmony, who just recently won Billboard's Group of the Year, if that really means anything. That's I mean, I guess award. they've kind of slowly been creeping up on the radar. Um, uh, you know, they have that one song. The only real song that I kind of like identify with Fifth Harmony is that worth it song yeah that's, that's the only one, one that i can think of give it to me i'm worth it yeah 
It just sounds uh, like Jason Derulo. Yeah, it's kind of got that Jason Derulo, like Middle Eastern horn sax thing going on. Right. But I feel like whenever I hear Fifth Harmony, I'm like, Danity Kane, please. Danity Kane. Danity Kane. And damn it, if they didn't mess it all up and break up and reform and then break up again. Right. All we wanted was a damn two, right? That's it. I... But you know what? But they, they were trying they were trying to make a comeback last year. And they released that Lemonade song. I like that song. Did you ever hear that? I didn't hear the Lemonade song, no. Okay, let's go to the track. Okay. Is this... This is we're we're just gonna listen to music all day. That's yeah, that's for the whole hour. Yeah, I would like a really good, strong girl group to come back onto the scene and just yeah. give me some good hit ditties and bops. My car, I, my cardio mix is so sad and anemic right now. Who's on your cardio need- mix right now besides Gloria Estefan, Wepa? <laughs> well, that's for my Zumba mix, right? Oh, but my cardio mix is, um, well, you know I've got Missy Elliott, you know, where they from on there. Oh, yeah, of course. You going to put the new Willow Smith on there? Well, listen... I'm not gonna no no. I'm not putting anything from Willow Smith's new. Ti- what's the title of this? I guess let's go right into the news right now. Yeah. Willow Smith has uh, dropped a her debut album. Finally, surprise. And what is it called? Amorpheus. <laughs> it's called Artipithecus. What is that? And I want some points for nailing that. I yeah. Can you spell it though? <laughs> A-R-D-I-P-I-T-H-E-C-U-S. Artipithecus. Okay. okay. Please and thank and, you. From outer there, space. Can you define that for me, please? I can. I don't know what that is. Uh, apparently, it's like one of the first like living beings from like the prehistoric times or something. Some crap like yeah, this. Yeah, it's like the first hominid bones found on Earth. <sighs> Artipithecus ramidus. They need to take her out of that damn Scientology school. I thought they were homeschooled now or teaching themselves oh, is, or something. Well, you know, okay, fine. I'm like, is this some of these L. Ron Hubbard teachings that they have been getting? It basically like, is. Look at me, y'all. I'm, I've learned things. Although, uh, I guess apparently she's like, she named it Artipithecus as a reference to her personal growth as an artist, sort of as a nod to evolution. Okay. So. When you have too much money... And you give your children too much, give them too much support. You can do anything. You can be anybody. The trappings of excess here. Exactly. You have to kind of rein that in sometimes. You know, have you listened to these tracks? I tried to sample them. They're not great. Oh, they're not. It's just this highfalutin spoken word. Yeah, it's a lot of spoken spoken word. It definitely sounds like something a preteen creative trying to be artful would put together. And I actually thought that it sounded a lot like Rihanna. If Rihanna did a Wicked Wisdom album and then presented it as like a one-woman show somewhere off-Broadway. Right. If like Rihanna did a Wicked Wisdom vagina monologues off-Broadway. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, eh, eh. (laughs) (laughs) eh, eh. And then you're like banging trash cans in the background. If love 
But yeah. apparently she wrote and produced pretty much this whole album by herself, which is impressive because she is she's only fifteen. Only fifteen, right. Um and I, I'm I'm not mad I'm not gonna buy this album, but I'm not mad at it. I kind of like I kind of approve this message because it's not a really a fame horror maneuver. She's not, not angling for like the spotlight. She just dropped this album with no announcement, no fanfare, and she's like, Look, this is a thing I did, check it out or don't. I don't care. I'm a Smith, I don't need your support. Right, I've got a million dollars, billion, billion, zillion dollars. I don't need any of this. Yeah. yeah, I guess there's something I can respect about the simple fact that she just kind of released it on her own terms. Right. It's not she's like looking for like a hit single or any sort of you know um, fanfare from you know her, the public. It was just kind of a project that she was working on, and she said, yeah. "This, this is me. This is who I am." Yeah, so I, mean, uh, I guess it kind of has a little bit of creative purity in that sense. But at the same time, it's like, what if Rock Nation released your middle school art project? Mm-hmm. So that's basically all it is. Right, get it on title. Well, bravo to Willow. Yeah. Uh, in other music news, our, uh, our first lady has dropped her own track. That's right. She dropped a diss record. What did you think of that? I mean, she, listen... Lady O can do no wrong in my eyes ever. I mean, I guess seeing this video just makes me already sort of like mourn the time when they leave office. I and they know. In the public eye. I agree. I really love the second term Obamas. I mean, I've uh, loved both terms, but the, the second term Obamas just don't give a damn about your two cents. Yeah. They're the, popping up in, on podcasts and garages in the wilderness with Bear Gorillas and dropping mixtapes. The hair is always on super fleek now. She was always. very conservative in the first term. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's long. It's flowing. It's lush. It's plunging necklines. It's great. Bill's going to have a hard time following up as the first gentleman. Oh, wow. So you're confident that Bill is going to be the next, he's going to be the first, first gentleman. I think so. I, I think this is going to really happen. I mean, the the crazy shit show that's happening on the other side there with Trump and the gang. I, I, can this really happen? I don't know. I know we're talking about dumb things, fun things, and another thing, and a political thing. And a political thing. Um, I but, don't know. I actually had a pretty heated disagreement over um, Trump, uh, Trump's viability as a as a candidate and maybe a, na- a nominee. This was this was at the holiday so celebrity holiday party. I was making friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I'm never getting invited back yeah. anywhere. Wow, we can't take you anywhere. I really can't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, that's what I think, but who knows what's going to happen? It seems like it's just for the sake of our world, we just we just need Hillary to to to, to be to be elected and to be in office, but no one's going to be up to top the Obamas. I, you know, all. I agree. I really at don't all. think so. I mean, the only criticism I have about this little diss track that she put out about her, her pro education diss track, um, uh-huh. is that she's, it's not really her song. She's kind of a featured artist on a Jay Farrow track, which is not yeah. that hot. I mean, that's not hip hop, but she is great. But she's got to start somewhere. It's not like she could have just dropped her own track, but listen, she's, I mean, She's a star in her own right. She has her own like kind of like let's move workout video in there mm-hmm. where she's doing Krav Maga and CrossFit and she's doing burpees. Yeah. <laughs> no first lady has done that ever. No first lady has ever done a burpee. I'm, I'm okay with her taking a back seat and being a feature artist on this track. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, this is uh, Laura and Barbara Bush doing burpees. I don't think they would make it up. Just one picture burpee. it for a minute. Just picture oh, Barbara yeah. Bush doing a burpee, like in her like little like uh, quilted Chanel romper and her yeah. Snow White disco fro. You could. She don't. She would not want to sweat out her her freshly quaffed Quaker oats. Do <laughs> she would not want to sweat that out? That's true. But she's, a, you know, a Barbara Bush though has always came off as a very strong woman to me. So I think she could probably bench press about. <laughs> she, she could bench press a tank. Right. <laughs> we don't have that footage. It was pre YouTube, but she did it. No, but I think that, uh, yeah, in terms of the uh, in the fitness realm, Michelle's got that game unlocked. Yeah, she does. But maybe you're right about Hillary. Maybe she can take it because she she's going to appear on a uh, Broad City. Which I think is a smart, smart, smart move. Did you see this news bit? Yeah, I did see this. I saw her That's on set. Kind with of exciting. Abby and, and, and Alana. It's really exciting. I can't wait for her to be on it. I mean, she was so funny this season on SNL. Um, and I think it'll, you know, I'm, I'm sure whatever she does on Broad City is going to be totally hilarious. But, you know, here's the thing, right? Yeah. So her appearance on Broad City and her interview with Lena Dunham, it seems like she's just sort of um, catering to her base, which I feel like she already has in her back pocket. Like she needs to be doing something like she needs to get out of that lane and she needs to do something. She needs to be featured on like Empire or something. You know what I mean? Oh, like, wow. She needs to get that uh, constituency engaged. All right. That's she, true. So he comes on and plays like Cookie's white grandmother okay then granola <laughs> okay <laughs> guest starring hillary clinton as cookie's grandmother granola right she should do that she should do an arc on empire yeah or maybe she was she was in prison with cookie and she helped her get through the back 10 right maybe <laughs> yeah 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 I think you're right. There's definitely an element of, of her going on on Broad City. There's definitely an element of preaching to the converted on this one. Um, mm-hmm. But I think people who are obviously people who are fans of Broad City are probably already liberal and Democrat. But if I had to guess, I'd say that the audience might be leaning more towards Bernie Sanders. He's done, I think, a better job of capturing the attention of young progressive liberals than Hillary has at this point. And I think she's just taking steps to correct that. And that's why we saw her, you know, chatting it up with Lena and talking about Lenny Kravitz's package. And she did that Two Black Girls podcast, Another Round. So I think she's just trying to remind people that, like, you know what, I'm fun, too. I I can be, you know, the the fun new progressive. Exactly. I've got personality. I think it's smart and kind of necessary. She should also for sure do Empire because I want to see her as Granola. Um, Right. I do want to see her as Granola or at least maybe have like Nicki Minaj write her campaign song or something. Oh, wow. What I don't (laughs) want to see, and I want to make this perfectly clear before it gets out of hand, I do Uh not want to see Hillary Clinton twerk. I don't want to see her twerk it, pop it, do it. And just want her to stay in her lane. She can have yeah. Nicki Minaj come on and, and write whatever. If there's any dancing, get backup dancers. Hillary yeah. will stick to politicking. Yeah, do not, like, those knees should not bend. Uh, like, uh, like not, no, no. There should be no. no creases in that pantsuit. Not at all. Not at all. Keep it straight. Yeah. Don't, lo- don't, don't, yeah. Don't That's unlock it. those knees. <laughs> no 80 degree angles, okay? <laughs> no, th- no death drops. No death drops, no duck walks. <laughs> I, well, if, uh, yeah. 
for the children. If she wants to, you know. Yeah, let's make an exception for Duck Boat. We can make that. Do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. I, Yeah. I'm. I'm interested to see to see her little her turn on on Broad City. But yeah, she needs to broaden her her repertoire in terms of her special guest starring role. Speaking of the Empire crew. Did you see their Christmas special? I missed it. And I have been trying to catch it all week. And I don't think they put it on Hulu. They didn't throw it up on Hulu, but I, I checked again this morning and it is up there. So I'm going to have to watch. But ah, okay. I only saw yeah. bits and pieces of it. And I saw that they dragged Chris Brown for a terrible performance. And Yeah. Mary J. Blige came on and sang a track or two as well. I saw Did she saw sing, sing This Christmas or My Favorite Things? What'd she do? Uh, she sang... What did she sing? She sang what? No Bad News Again. She said, I don't like water. <laughs> they trapdoored her. She, I, she sang Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of my, like, yeah, that's kind of like on brand for, for me. Yeah, like was, a melancholy Christmas. Yeah. Miss Patty was there too. And she oh. sang uh, Oh Holy Night with John Legend. Um, it was a nice, it was a nice. Uh, did it was she a kick nice, off her shoes? Special. Did she bring uh, no, pies for everybody? She didn't bring any of that. I she have to see that. this special. No James Wright was around. Not No, no James Wright in sight. But uh, she was there and she did do a little Christmas performance. Um, right. Yeah. Bill Murray. Did you? Bill Murray is... Everyone has a, a Christmas special now. Everybody's doing it. Everyone is trying to do it. If He's, it's not... If they're not trying to release a Christmas track, they're doing a Christmas special. Now, why Bill Murray... Why Bill Murray? Well, okay, so it's a a Bill Murray holiday special. It's on, on Netflix, it's on right? Netflix. Okay, um, and it's directed by Sofia Coppola. So because this is more of like course, Sophia, right? This is more like a Sofia Coppola Christmas, really, and she's cast Bill Murray as as the lead. I watched it last weekend, and for the most part, it was a bunch of celebrities who had no business singing any type of song ever, but have like dreams who? of. Of singing. Let's see. Rashida Jones was singing. Oh, uh, of course, there was Jason. Jason Schwartzman was there. Um, Chris Rock <laughs> sang a duet with Bill Murray, which was actually what? one of the higher, funnier points. What did the they do it? I don't even. I I can't even really okay. remember. Right. I have to check this out. Yeah, you have to check it out definitely. But I, uh, Maya Rudolph was there, and you know I'm all love there. it. Yep, mm-hmm. always there. Um, but it was, it was basically kind of like, uh, a lot of like industry kids singing Christmas songs. It was like Rashida Jones. It was a lot of like Hollywood royal royalty. You know, it was like Jason Schwartzman, Rashida Jones, uh, Maya Rudolph, Bill Murray, so on and so, so forth. I think I George, mean, Cook- I, I think I like the sound of this. Did you enjoy it? Um, you know, it was kind of the Christmas special for that hipster charcuterie plate set. Right. I wasn't really that in love with it. The, I mean, the brightest shining moment of this special, though, can I tell you? Tell me. And this may come as a surprise. Oh, boy. It was Miley Cyrus's performance. Shut your mouth. I, I know, I know this is craziness, but she did... Of her, of her version of Oh Holy Night. Okay, I thought you were going to tell me she did something for Miley Cyrus's Dead Pets. Okay, well, I'll get to that in one second. But she did a, a version of Oh Holy Night. And 
honestly, it really turned it around for me. Did you fall to your knees? In terms of my opinion of her. I didn't fall to my (laughs) knees, but it did make up for her ridiculous VMA hosting stint. Um, And she really has a great, powerful voice. And she should kind of stick to singing like ballady, standard, honky-tonk kind of standards. Like she needs to like stop twerking and dipping it and having Mike Will Made It you know, on the on the track. Although I like Michael Made it. I like I like a lot of his songs he produces. But um Didn't yeah. she wasn't she angling hard for uh Anne Hathaway's role in Les Mis and then she didn't get it? Really? Yeah. Uh, I think I think she may have just been discouraged one too many times by trying to be a serious singer and they were like, No Miley, you be no. Hannah Montana and then she just snapped silly, which silly. Is why well, we're here with her dead pets. This performance was really, really good, and uh, she did a great job singing it. I was very impressed with it. So if anything, you should definitely check out her uh, performance on the Bill Murray special. And as soon as everything was all right with me and Miley, she drops this music video. Have you seen this? (laughs) Um, I couldn't get all the way through it. I started watching it, and then it was like, okay, I got it. She basically... It was like a Willow Smith uh, spoken word, amorphous abomination, or whatever the name of that new album Willow has just dropped. But right, it was just some cra- like she's dressed up in a baby suit. She's speaking. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I just I feel like we're just gonna be going back and forth. Me and Miley, love hate, love hate. Is she having a breakdown? Are we celebrating a psychotic break with Miley Cyrus? I don't know. You think we are? Is she I, going? I wonder. I feel like we're always like, oh, Miley. And she, we're like celebrating her free spiritedness. But is but she in an I, Amanda Bynes moment? Is she in Amanda Bynes territory and we're not recognizing the signs? I, I don't think so. It's not like she's like acting out. I think that she just likes to do this. In, like she's, I don't think she's necessarily doing it for any sort of attention or it's like any sort of like a cry for help or, any, or anything. I think that she just likes doing this for herself. And I, I okay. in that sense, I can respect her, her artistry as, as we respect Willow's as well. Like, I think that she, it's not even for like shock value or anything like that. I think that she's just a strange, weird girl. And she does, she likes to make strange, weird art. Hmm. Okay. You're not, you're not sold. I'm, I don't know if I should be concerned or not. Yeah. I'm just going to go back to her. Oh, oh, oh holy night. Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll make it all right. I'm going back to party in the USA. What about can't be tamed? Uh, Never see that. I don't know what that is. Oh yeah, party in the USA. You're right. Let's can't be tamed. Yeah. Oh yes, I remember can't be tamed. Okay, right. That's was right. Like, she was in the bird cage with Shia she LaBeouf. The bird cage. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That was too. she did that as well. She did that as well. Hmm. She was sending us a message. She, yeah, yeah. Well, the foreshadowing of that that music video. Mm. So the Christmas everything everywhere. Christmas is everywhere. Um, we also got a gift in the form of the trailer for the X Men, the new X Men movie coming out, X Men Apocalypse. Now listen, I okay. was excited about this trailer. I thought it looked great. I posted on Facebook. I was like, did they finally get this thing right? And I don't know if other people are excited about it in the way that I am. I so you got awesome. freaking 
I, yeah, I got crickets. I was like, hey, everybody, look at this. Right. This crickets. is great. Isn't this amazing cinematic feat? I got it's- one comment. It was a no period. Um, oh. and-, and that was from your mom. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, I saw I saw the trailer. I, you know what? I in comparison to the Superman Batman trailer that came out last week, I guess. Right. I'm definitely more excited to see X Men Apocalypse for sure. Absolutely. Um, it is chock a block of all your favorite X Men characters. Yeah, there was Jubilee in there. Jubilee is in it. I've been they waiting for have- Jubilee for ten years. Yeah, for a long, hot minute. Storm's up in there with her mohawk. Yep. I mean, uh, this looks like, it finally looks like the live-action X-Men experience of my 90s childhood. And I'm excited about that. cartoon, right? Yeah. Like, that's really all are, are, are hoping for and dreaming about. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, yeah, I had no problems with that trailer. I thought it was, it made me really excited to, to you know, to go out and see it. Um but yeah, I guess your other friends don't feel the same way. <laughs> I just I don't understand it because I remember when X Men: Days of Future Past came out, everyone was so excited about that, and mm-hmm. I I was like, I think it's all right. I don't think it looks finished enough. I thought a lot of the effects weren't fully rendered or something; they were just kind of floating on top of the screen. Everyone loves Jennifer Lawrence. Honestly, I thought Rebecca Romaine was a better Mystique than Jennifer Lawrence is. But you know what? I yeah. know not everybody is like that. Um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were in the last one, and I think that uh, the X-Men portrayal of Quicksilver and Scarlet, which were much better than the Avengers Avengers. with Elizabeth Olsen. I still don't understand why there are two sets of Scarlet Witch Quicksilvers in the Marvel comic universe. And I guess it's sort of like a licensing thing. It is. Separately by, can you explain this to me? Yes, I can. It's actually pretty interesting. Uh, So Marvel is part of Disney now and they're creating their own Marvel movies, which is why we're seeing like guardians of the galaxy was a movie. Ant-Man was a movie. They're taking all of these lesser properties and trying to make them big franchise hits because all of the more, so far yeah it's been really successful it's a great model all of the marvel movies marvel studios movies have been big hits but like they're bigger uh comic properties like x-men like spider-man were licensed out to other movie studios which sony owns spider-man fox owns x-men and the fantastic four which is why every few years they keep do- like we get a shitty spider-man and we get like a shitty fantastic four because if they oh. don't do a movie they lose the licensing uh rights to those comic book properties and they revert oh, back to marvel oh, back it up back this tape up mm-hmm. do you mean i have to endure another like incarnation of the fantastic four in like Probably. three years yep oh, because damn. that deal will expire so I mean, I was already over when they cast Jessica Alba as Susan Storm, and then they put her in that horrible, horrible <laughs> Casper white makeup, the horrible blonde lace front wig, and they had the audacity to throw some, like, you know that movie White Girls, those White Girls-esque <laughs> contacts, on, like bright blue contact lenses. It was, it was just a hot mess. Yeah. That was trolling. Oh. That was unnecessary. That was just unnecessary. Although, can I tell you this little factoid that the uh, that first Fantastic Four movie is the highest grossing movie by an African American director? Really? Who directed the movie? Tim Story. Is it Tim Story though? Yeah, Tim Story directed the first one in two thousand five. Who did the second one? 
Tim Story directed the second okay. one as well. And Tim Story is also the director of something else. He directed Think Like a Man. He directed Ride Along. He directed Taxi with Queen Latifah, Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And he directed okay. Barbershop. So, yeah, he, he's, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was something else, though, but I guess maybe I'm thinking of another African-American director. Um. I for some reason I guess I was thinking it was like John Singleton that <laughs> directed it. But yeah, it was for a second, uh, uh, for a second I thought um, F. Gary Gray did it. Okay, but so we're just not. all over the place. Yeah, but yes, we don't know anything. While it was an achievement for African Americans in the the directing front, it was an abomination yeah. for Jessica Alba on the acting front. <laughs> <laughs> but when has what acting front for Jessica Alba has not been an abomination? What was that series that she was in? Like uh, Dark Dark Angel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark that, Dark something. That that was that was really good. That was like probably her the high the high the highlight of her career, I think. Yeah, that was James Cameron her introduced us to her. Now, I mean, she's got this honest this honest company, and she's a billionaire now. So yeah, I so she doesn't need to act. Except she, she keeps does popping up in the, in like the weirdest movies. Yeah, yeah. She why why not just hang it up? Keep making those lotions and stuff because right. you, you know you're making a lot of dough. She's just trying to keep that SAG pension health and welfare going. So she does That's like true. one terrible movie every five years. Everybody needs a teeth cleaning every six months. Exactly. You know, she's gonna have any more kids. She wants to make sure they are all covered for braces. How did we get into all that? Okay, we were talking about the X-Men movie, and then I was thinking... Yeah, I guess all that to say I I preferred the Quicksilver Scarlet Witch in X-Men to the Quicksilver Scarlet Witch in Avengers, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Because I know everybody loves Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, she's like the darling. Yeah, I don't Um, really see it for her, but fine, I'm not not here to fight. uh, Speaking of other uh, black achievements in cinema and sort of this whole superhero universe... uh, the the latest sort of like preview trailer for Captain America Civil War came out and we've received our first glimpse of the Black Panther played by Chadwick Bosman. Yeah. That's it's exciting. Awesome. I haven't I I haven't really enjoyed the Captain America movies. Uh, the Captain America movies were really enjoyable for me. They were they were fun, they were light, action packed, everything yeah. you'd want in a Marvel comic uh universe movie. This but one, yeah, got- this new one looks good. I'm excited for it. Which is the first now, time I, I can recall ever saying that about a Captain America movie. Now, what 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 makes this one more sort of attractive in your eyes than the other one? Well, I think this Black Panther element is exciting. It just looked really good. It looked action packed. I didn't. I, I saw Anthony Mackie on screen and I didn't recoil. Um, so that's a good thing. It is a good thing. I just think Captain America as a as a property in itself is so boring it's so stale toast uh, and i'm tired of like how many chances is chris evans going to get to play a superhero like he was in those fantastic four movies too yeah but he made it out he's all right yeah Um, he's okay but this one just it looks exciting it looks more like an avengers movie than a captain america movie which is why i think i'm ready to see it but they're gonna there's supposed to be all of this crossover like spider-man's supposed to be in it i think um, yeah, there's a lot going on. They're throwing every 
every character possible into this this third installment of Captain America. Yeah. Which, like I said, I think that like I don't think that he could carry a third movie on his own. I think that we've seen enough of Captain America. We got enough of it in the origin story of, of part one, and like you know, in, in the second part, of course, you had. Uh, Anthony Mackie was in it playing uh, the Falcon and I think even Scarlett Johansson played Black Widow did a little cameo as Black Widow in the second one as well so they were already sort of like incorporating more characters from the Marvel comic universe into the the sequels so yeah and in this one he's at odds with Iron Man there's it looks like a good fight scene in there yeah so and they're still winning with those Marvel Marvel properties. They really so. are, and I love a comic book movie. I'm not tired of them yet. I'm really not tired of them yet. It's the best part of the summer movie watching experience for me is to go see a summer superhero blockbuster movie. It's the yeah, best. They thing. just look great on a giant screen with all those speakers. You go in. It's hot, it's all hot outside. Mm-hmm. It's your nice buttery popcorn. A nineteen dollar Coca Cola. Exactly, and it's maybe amazing. a side of nachos. Damn. If, okay. if, 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 you know, if you're hungry. <laughs> and you just sit back and enjoy that for two and a half hours. It's great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Our Lady Miss B is making her uh, return uh, back to the silver screen as well, too. Yeah, I guess so. She's kind of been laying low, I feel like, the past several months. And apparently that's because she has been taking acting classes again. That's right. She has been taking acting classes, feeling her thespian self. Yeah. And she's going to be making her big return and uh, playing the lead role in A Star is Born. Again. I feel like that's, with, there was a lot of talk about this a couple years ago. And Bradley Cooper was supposed to direct it, which makes my skin crawl. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, she's taking these acting classes. She really wants to land and nail, I guess, a big, iconic, dramatic role. Mm-hmm. And this is it. Well, you know, uh, you'd think that, you know, she was a polished uh, actress after seeing her in her turn as scorned woman in Obsessed. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Obsessed was great. Oh, man. She had that, that Janet Jackson, That's the Way Love Goes curl in there. That curl in there. And then she just whooped. Allie Larder's behind from from side to side. In Darion jeans. In Darion jeans. House of Darion jeans. That was a really fun movie. Together, right? Yeah, we went and saw that together because I think that we made a point of going to the Magic Johnson Theater. We sure did. To see it with our community mm-hmm. because we also needed the commentary that was going to go along right. with it. And it was an amazing experience. It, it was great. It was great. Um, and I've said this before, and this is maybe a little bit of a tangent, but we went and we saw that. We went to go see Obsessed, this black movie in a black theater, in a Magic Johnson theater. In, mm-hmm. uh, was it in Crenshaw? Where did we go? Yeah, it was in Crenshaw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, or was it in Baldwin Hills? I think it was Crenshaw. I'm, no, it was Crenshaw. Okay. Um, yeah. But we've had that experience. And I still have to say, remarkably, the rattiest movie-going experience I've ever had was at the Arclight, which is a fancy upscale white theater in the middle of Hollywood, when I went to go see Magic Mike XXL. Mm-hmm. And it was all these um, white ladies with Chardonnay and thermoses hooting and hollering Boston. at the screen. Telling us we don't know how to act. We were civilized yeah. and obsessed. Exactly. We were like, oh no, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't let <laughs> don't do, do that. 
but really respectfully, right? Uh, at, at, yes. In hushed voices, hushed tones. <laughs> but Magic Mike XXL, these women lost their damn mind. They sure did. That Michael Strahan in his bikini. Right. They can't get enough. Telling Joe Maginelli to, you know, whip it out. But, yeah, Beyonce, I think she's a fine act. I liked her in Fox uh, as uh, Foxy Cleopatra in Austin Powers. And she was fine in Dreamgirls. I'll take a Beyonce in an in a acting fine role. I'm fine with that. But can we just go back to that, that scene in Obsessed? Oh, which scene? Let's just go back Hi, to it. Hi, Lisa. Sorry you missed me. Leave me a message after the beep. You listen to me. You know exactly who this is. You came into my house. You touched my child. <laughs> you think you're crazy? I'll show you crazy. Just try me, bitch. Wow, that line read was so emotional. Not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe she could use some acting classes. Use just a few. When is that supposed to come out in theaters? Probably 2017, I think, is what they're looking for right now. Okay. I think Beyonce and Bradley Cooper are the only people attached to it at the moment, but it just was okay. recently resurrected. So, well, yeah. So she's got some time. Oh, you know, also apparently she's shooting a secret music video in New Orleans in like the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's so interesting. maybe this is indicative of a new album coming out. Mm. We can only hope. Maybe I doubt it. We can only hope. I'm going to keep hope alive. Okay. I'm going to keep hope alive. I mean, I feel uh, like she barely got out of the last one with her dignity. Like she barely right. pulled that trick off. And we've, you know, we've already kind of talked about that, but yeah, yeah she's got to make this one right and making it, make it work. Right. We'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah. She's got to get some more Grammys. She's got like 20. She needs a, I another. Know. It's crazy how, how Grammy awarded she is. Yeah. Speaking of which, I guess, okay, so the Grammy nominees are out, too. Yeah. Um, I've looked down. Well, the, 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 no, not really. I don't, I'm not shocked or, <laughs> nope, or no. surprised about anything. And usually, like, looking at all these nominees, you're like, who? What? Huh? Right, right. I never know who these people are. And I have to, like, go and, like, Google and Wikipedia all of them. Yeah, there's a lot of obscurity with the with the Grammys every year. And then it's also because the eligibility period for this year's nominations is so far back. You have to, like, just go back to a year and a half ago when you're looking at these songs that are nominated and being like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess that was the thing. I guess I like that thing. But they all just feel so old by the time the award ceremony comes around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Kendrick Lamar, 11 nominations. He's leading the pack. Yeah, he's the big winner. So that's pretty I cool. Mean, when you, I mean, when you come out with 11, 11 nominations, you know that you, you've got at least four wins, right? You're, you're at least going to get four wins, right? There's got to be I something. hope so. He's had a big year. Everybody really loved his album. Yep. Um, and also... Uh, it, and it would be real embarrassing if he didn't win anything. Well, you know, I think that President Obama has already kind of minted him as a winner because I think that um, this week Obama said that his favorite song of the year was a Kendrick Lamar song. Is that correct? Yes, he did. That Obama doing it again. Uh, who needs a Grammy when Obama says he likes your song? You got the presidential seal of approval. Approval right there. Mm-hmm. Who needs that Grammy? But uh, I'm sure he'll get a slew of, of, of awards come, um, come Grammy night. 
I'm really excited about uh, Alabama Shakes being nominated for um, Album of the Year. And yeah. I think they're also uh, nominated for... Uh, are they also nominated for Song of the Year, too? Or... Mm. I'm not really sure, actually. Let me just back that up. I just recently started listening to them because, I mean, I had seen so much talk and, you know, fanfare on, like, social media about Alabama Shakes, and I didn't... I, I'm always really hesitant to join to join on the bandwagon. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I just always give it a little bit of a side eye and a head shake, and I'm just like, you and know, just give it a minute. Yeah. So I gave it a minute, and I gave it a second, and they're, they are really great. And the lead singer, she's just got such an incredible voice. And so now I'm on there. I'm a part of, I'm a part of the Alabama Shakes. Uh, a notable snub was the uh, Rihanna Kanye Paul McCartney song, Four or Five Seconds, was not nominated for anything. Well, yeah, and it didn't need to be. Honestly, that was such a snooze fest. I, it was I, really snoozy, but they did premiere it on last year's Grammy show. Oh. That's that's where the sting comes in. So that is kind of a little bit embarrassing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all's well that ends well. That was just it it, it, was, <laughs> it was it was good. It was not good. I didn't really I didn't like it. I like the Calvin Klein esque uh mid nineties. Yeah, the uh, video yeah. was a nice watch. Uh but other than that, it was just boring. Yeah. Just a a bore. Hopefully she um, gets I, it together. Hopefully she will. I mean, listen, we've been waiting for this album to drop for three years now. Yeah, Hope no kidding. Come out with something. I think that she's just waiting to get like a single, like a actual viable single out there. Did um, you see um, that uh, Yahoo Music released a, a an album review for her album that hadn't come out? It, like, oh leaked. yeah, they kind of they kind of made that mistake of like doing a, a, a pre a pre review and just kind of having like, you know, little spaces for Yeah. It's like insert track name that, here. Yeah. Insert track name, insert album name. Yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. Well apparently Sia was interviewed a couple of weeks ago. I think it was in Billboard maybe. And she was just talking about working with a variety of artists and she did mention the fact that, you know, they're always constantly pitching Rihanna. And I think that she said that they're still even now pitching Rihanna because like, she's like desperately looking for a single. Yeah. They always need <laughs> that first single. That. So they're still looking for that first single. Yeah. Hopefully they'll come through with something. I was also surprised to see that uh, Jasmine Sullivan was nominated for a couple Grammys for her um, latest album called reality show. I love that album. Have you heard that? Um, I've heard some of it. I love Jasmine Sullivan so much. I love her. I'm glad she's, she's back. Still... I know she took some time off because... <laughs> yeah, she was thinking about quitting the game. The and industry she was, was unkind to her. Yeah, but she's so good. Yeah. I love that album. Yeah. That album is really great. And, you know, she's always had a special place in my heart after Buster Windows. Yeah, no kidding. Buster Windows was the song. Yeah, that was the jam. Uh, speaking the, of Buster that was the song Windows, that almost got you into Glee. That was the song when uh, Amber Riley did her cover of Buster Windows. That that almost that almost had me hook, line, and sinker. That yeah. was one of the highlights, and the only probably one of the only uh, parts of Glee that I ever watched <laughs> was that 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 one uh, 
that scene with Amber Riley. But um, speaking of Amber Riley, we do have to also acknowledge the fact that her character on The Wiz was in the actual musical production. That's right. Correct. That's true. And thanks to our listener who pointed that out to us because we were like, where's this coming from? Yeah. We're but like, now this is extra witch. Yeah. It's too many witches. But yeah, she was witch, definitely man. in the original production. Yeah, so. she definitely was. So who was that now? that pointed that out to us? So yeah, so thanks to our listener, Soror Salsa, for pointing out that um Amber Riley's whiz witch was in there. Yeah. We got that all straightened out now, and now we know. And the yeah. more you know, the more you grow. Sorry, Ada Pearl. <laughs> Sorry, Ada Pearl. Did we also know that speaking of the whiz and speaking of Beyonce, that she was originally supposed to be in The Wiz. Right, because she was supposed to be the good witch, right? No, she wanted to be Dorothy, but oh, she was wait. too oh, old. Oh, of course. And Diva. so they offered her the role of The Wiz. She, they offered her Queen Latifah's role. Oh. Yeah, but she didn't want to do that. She wanted to be Dorothy. Well, of course. Be, come on now. We're at a particular age. We are at a particular age. She's like, well, Diana Ross did it. She was 33. She needs to stop trying to be Diana Ross Ross and everything. You know, actually, Brandy was on Wendy Williams the other day, and she was talking about how she wanted to be in The Wiz. But she had recognized that she's already too old. Right. Although Wendy was pushing her to to maybe play Dorothy in uh, any sort of Broadway revival. Yeah, like, on Broadway. I would be up for that. I love Brandy. Yeah, I'd watch you do anything. I'd be all for it. I love Brandy. You know, Full Moon is my jam. That's right. Visit you. Um, well, you know, I guess uh, luckily for Queen Latifah, The Wiz has granted her wish, and she has now uh, been cast as one of the leads in that Lee Daniels pilot that's coming out next season. Yeah, that's a smart move. Despite yeah. the shade you threw at her last episode for her performance in The Wiz, that is a smart move. <laughs> Listen, I mean, this is this is a nice turnaround for the Queen. You know, her talk show recently went off the air after a two season run, and you know, I was I was a little bit concerned, like what what's the next what's what's next for for the Queen? Yeah, and that was surprising because like, uh, I thought that talk show was pretty well re- pretty well reviewed and well rated. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but this is smart. Yeah, um, this is a good Lee look. Daniels is is on like a a good little riding a good little wave right now. Yeah, people so, love Queen Latifah, so it's like it's you've got automatic baked in goodwill. Right, I think people so will show up to see her. She is good to go. Um, Who is so she playing? She is playing the role of Carlotta. I'm not very excited about her name, <laughs> Carlotta. But yeah, she'll be playing Carlotta, and she, um, Queen Latifah, according to Deadline, will be playing the role of Carlotta, the owner of an Atlanta beauty salon with an amazing voice. Um, okay. Right. Who will become a surrogate See, mother? That, that was unnecessary. Oh. <laughs> that was unnecessary. That was kind of so shady rude. on Deadline's part, right? Because mm-hmm. I think they might have seen the Wiz, and maybe they had the same kind of concerns that I did last week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she's going to be playing the role of Carlotta, uh, owner of a beauty salon, and she is like the surrogate mother 
to these three girls in this girl group, even though she does not approve of their musical dreams. Oh, so it's like Sparkle. It's like Sparkle, yeah. It's okay. like Sparkles meets Tina Knowles' Destiny's Child biopic. Yeah. Now, yeah. is Matthew Knowles going to be a consulting producer on this? Because this is his lane. This should be his lane. His valuable insight in the genre. Friends? Do they kick it? Are they friends? I don't know. Call him. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he if they may, maybe called him in to just be a consulting producer. It makes sense. Yeah. But Lee Daniels is like, I got this. I saw MTV Cribs, Destiny's Child. <laughs> He's got all the behind-the-scenes knowledge that he needs. Mm-hmm. They just need to like run on treadmills and high heels. Right, exactly. It. 22 episodes. There you go. Done. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's fun news. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. See what happens. Oh, my God. Well, of course, we have to talk about Saint. Saint West. Oh, yeah, that's right. Call me now. Because we're psychic. We're kind of psychic. <laughs> like halfway psychic. I mean, we'd be perfect for a Miss... Like to, We could be a, a, one of the phone operators of like the Miss Cleo Psychic Friends Network. Right. We kind of be like halfway got it right. Right. Close so, enough. Yeah. So the they're having a Kardashian, baby, right? They're having a baby. It's a human. <laughs> um, so the Kardashian West have introduced their uh, their latest creation in the form of human being, uh, being their son, who they named Saint, Saint West. West. Okay. And let's roll the tape back. What did we say last week? It's not gonna be Robert. That's too simple. Yeah, I mean, there's no he, way it's he has be to Robert. compete with North Northwest. It's not gonna be directional. It's gonna be like Messiah. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> hope not. Please don't set that baby up like. That. Oh yeah, totally. So you know, I was kind of I was warm. You I was were, warm. Yeah, you were right on the money. You were just like a click off. A click off. We should just keep the tape rolling and just let us sort of do a free word association in that direction. We would have gotten. We would have landed on Saint. It would have been in there. We would have, but apparently, you know, someone had us uh, had it way before us. There was this um, like teenager somewhere out in in, like I don't even know where he's from, but apparently um, he predicted that they would uh, Kim and Kanye would name their child something ridiculous like Saint. And he tweeted this out maybe like eight months ago. So hmm. kudos to him for his psychic abilities. Yeah. But is it really psychic abilities or is it just or did so they just see the tweet? that they're just, well, not that they saw the tweet, but I mean, I, I'm not surprised that the name is Saint and has some sort of like, you know, uh, religious or like godlike, you know, saint, uh, saintly connotation because, you know, Kanye was Jesus and, you know, yada, yada, yada. True. There's always some sort of Christ reference in all of his, you know, his work. He's a God. And so, yeah. But apparently they explained that, you know, this child was such a blessing for them because, you know, Kim had gone through so many struggles uh, in, in terms of conceiving and like the pregnancy and yada, 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 yada. Hmm. So that's why we have, and that's why we have this, the name Saint. There you go. There you have it. Yeah. And that's enough, honestly, right? 
between the two of that, them. That's that, You've been listening to This that. Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. See you next week. Yeah.